Hey, y'all. Welcome to Latte and Laundry. I'm Suzanne Bilodeau, and I am so honored to be with you here as we navigate motherhood, wifehood, sisterhood, and everything in between. This is a podcast for my fellow imperfect people who want to grow in greater communion with our most perfect God. So join me and my friends as we laugh, cry, dive deep, and explore with one another as we journey towards stilling our souls while moving our world. Hey guys, welcome back to Latte and Laundry. I'm Suzanne, your host, and today we're going to talk about something that I think is kind of important to address, especially in the Catholic community. Um, And it kind of is a continuation of something that we've talked about on a previous episode where I discussed not being the accuser. And on this episode, I want to dive deep into the difference between guilt versus shame. But before we continue, I'd say let's start with our opening Bible verse which is Isaiah 1.18, which says, Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Okay, so (laughs) that right there just opens us up to obviously God's graces and his mercy and the forgiveness and how pure and clean and he can make us again when we come to him for the redemption and the reconciliation of um, forgiveness of our sins. But I think um, one of the things you hear a lot is, is I was even looking something up on, um, on uh, guilt and just in the secular way. And all that I kept coming up with is, was quotes on about Catholic guilt and a lot of like, there was a lot of teasing and making fun of Catholic guilt. And I think it's really important um, that we get around this stereotype of the Catholic guilt and really understand that guilt in and of itself is actually a good thing. It is a designed, beautiful thing that um, God allows our conscience awareness to realize the mistakes that we've made. But I think when we talk about Catholic guilt in this way that people kind of tease and make fun of or say that they, that was one of their hangups with the Catholic church was that in their, in their formation and growing up, they just experienced so much Catholic guilt that it was hard for them to remain within the church. And I think it's really important that we address this difference between guilt versus shame. So when I was looking this up, I feel like it was, again, important to kind of look at what the definitions of guilt for shame is. And the dictionary.com says guilt is a feeling of responsibility or remorse for some offense, crime, or wrongdoing, whether it's real or imagined. Okay? So it's a feeling of responsibility or remorse for some offense, crime, or wrongdoing. And I think that's important because if we did not have the awareness of guilt when we did do something wrong, whether perceived or real, we would all walk around like sociopaths with no conscience, no awareness of um, reconciling the wrongs that we do. And we would just continue as moms, as friends, as wives, as um, you know, fellow Christians, just hurting one another without any care in the world acting greedy, selfish, um, and we just wouldn't 
feel this desire to grow into becoming the people that God has called us to be. Whereas the definition of shame is a little different. Also similar, but a little different. And let's hone in on the words that are different here. The painful feeling arising from the consciousness of something dishonorable, improper, ridiculous, etc., done by oneself or another. Okay. So it's a painful feeling that arises from doing something dishonorable, improper, ridiculous. So we could see right there that shame has a like a much deeper, painful, dark connotation than guilt does. And I think that's why it's really important that we address this topic, that living in shame versus living with guilt are not and one of the same thing. And I think this is something that I notice with my own children and we probably notice with people in our lives that... I'm okay if my kid makes a mistake and I call them out on that while disciplining them, whether they're um, intentionally disobedient or they don't follow through on something. I ask them a number of times and they feel bad about it and they're like, oh, sorry, mom, I messed that up. Um, And then that you can tell from that moment forward they're trying harder or whatnot. But when it's shame, and this is where we could be, it can get dangerous, like I talked about on the episode of being the accuser. It can be dangerous if we allow our, 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 the people in our lives to live in a place of shame because shame is not of God. Feeling shame and dirtiness and ugliness. And a lot of times when we think of like shame, you really um, start to self-identify with the mistakes you might have made to believe that your identity is that you are bad, you are unworthy, you are no longer good. And all those are absolute lies. And of course, not the truth of who your true identity is. Whereas guilt, we I feel like with guilt, we're able to more easily identify and isolate um, a wrongdoing in a situation rather than let it lead us to self-identify with our mistakes. And um, there was a study done in 2002 um, that really dug deeper into the distinction between shame and guilt. A lot of times they say that shame is elicited by public faults or one that fear one's fear of um, and of others' negative evaluations of them, whereas guilt is usually a private feeling elicited by one's own negative self-evaluation of wrong choices made. So a lot of times shame can make us feel very alone and isolated because we project that the people around us are thinking all these negative things. And again, it leads us into these very wrong self-identities of unworthiness, loneliness, um, just the lack of good in who our true identity is. Whereas guilt is often just um, this private feeling elicited by one's own like negative self-evaluation of something that we've done wrong. And I think when people say, oh, we got to get rid of guilt, like you shouldn't feel guilty. No, guilty, (laughs) feeling guilty is actually good and appropriate. Because in this 2002 study, they also found that guilt itself has been found to lead to repair action tendencies, such as apologizing, amending, and undoing. Whereas shame appears to favor withdrawal, escape behaviors, as well as hostile and self-defensive reactions. And this makes a lot of sense because if we are self-identifying as something wrong and dirty and bad, 
we often will um, isolate. A lot of times as a, as a mom, if I find myself getting trapped into this place of shame where I've either feel ashamed of choices I've made with my children or with friends, I can, I have a tendency and I'm a very, if you know me at all, I'm a very social um, person who likes to surround myself and I, although I love my quiet prayer time and I delight in a lot of like alone time for self-reflection and deep conversations with God, I'm also often really energized by being with other good people who um, just help keep me accountable and just it just energizes me to be in a community of people. However, when I find myself in this place of shame, I can easily see myself kind of withdrawing, kind of isolating myself from other people because I just am like in my own darkness. And which is why shame can be really dangerous versus guilt when we're aware, we're sorrowful, we're we find ourselves leaning towards repentance and to apologizing and to wanting to fix something. But often with guilt, we don't find ourselves living in this like quiet lonely um, place that feels dark and dirty. And um, I just want to read a Bible verse that I think hones in on um, just the goodness of God's graces and his mercy that um, reveals that really when we make mistakes and we do wrong doings, that really to allow ourselves to sit in a place of guilt is good and healthy, but shame is not what God desires. For he says in Hebrews 8, 12, For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds. I will remember no more. And I know I've talked about this on an episode previously with Julie when we talked about forgiveness as one, um, forgiven and redeemed as one of our identities. And if you have any, want to explore the the idea of being forgiven and redeemed, I would highly suggest going back to that. I think it was in season one. But it's really important for us to remember, and this is why guilt is okay and shame can be dangerous because when we, when we are aware of our own guilt, it turns our hearts towards God to, to fix it. Whereas a lot of times shame hides us and keeps us away from that relationship with God. And his desire is, his, is for this mercifulness and to remember no more our sins and our lawless deeds, our acts, our, our sinful actions. He wants to forget them, remember them no more. He wants to have us come to him in conversation and to confession and release the weight that we feel whether, from our guilt um, to reconcile that brokenness that we've created between ourselves and our relationship with God. And the enemy, on the other hand, which I think I also talked about in um, – in that episode with Julie, but the enemy on the other hand, so desperately wants us to sit in shame. He desperately wants to. And I referenced this on that episode, but um, on a podcast I listened to, Father Mike Schmitz, many, many years ago, he talks about this exact thing where um, an exorcist had talked to him and said that, no, it's it's not really in the sin that the enemy resides. Yes, he's there and he's present, but it's in the shame that he resides. And that's why shame is so um, dangerous and difficult and very different from guilt because this is a place where the enemy likes to make a home and separate us from the grace and mercy of God. So it's really important as a mom that we recognize this too. Are we are we feeding our kids with the beauty and the truth and the merciful tenderness where we allow them to sit in their guilt when they make mistakes but not allowing it to 
where that when we take things personal, a lot of times we can get really irate with our children and maybe make the mistake of shaming them. And that's really dangerous because that's when they start to self-identify. And um, maybe you have easygoing kids. Like some of my kids are really easy. And unfortunately, they probably could get a lot handed to them by parents, uh, me and my husband making really bad choices. And they'd probably be all right, at least on the outside. Although I'm sure it would really slowly do dangerous things within the depths of their souls. However, I think it's such a gift. I have a few of my kids are really more sensitive and deep feelers. And I think it's been such a, it's a really hard children to raise, but it's been such a blessing because it really makes me self-aware of the danger of making my children feel ashamed of any of their choices and how that can make them go inward and dark and, um, really sad versus the guilt and the realization of just having you know been human been a child made mistakes and and I think that's where it's really important for us to be that first light of Christ where we show our children and show our spouses and the people in our lives I think sometimes it's easier to forgive our child who comes um, crawling over to us and crying and apologizing for stealing the cookie out of the cookie jar when we told them they shouldn't have done that versus forgiving a friend who's um turn their backs on their back on you or betrayed you or gossiped about you or that's a probably a lot harder thing to let go of because we expect more out of adults yet we are called to show that mercy and that tenderness just as much to our peers and especially to our spouses as we are to our children um and saint don bosco says this perfectly he says it's very simple do not try to excuse your faults try to correct them and that's where confession is so powerful because if we don't have the sense of guilt a lot of times we'll just make excuses for our sinful acts we'll move on we won't really address them and try to bring them to Christ and redeem them and make them new learn from them and correct them instead it's important we don't excuse our our sinful nature we don't make excuses for it but we also don't sit in the shame of it that's why there's a very fine balance of recognizing our brokenness, our fallenness, um, and our sins and bringing them to Christ, laying them at the foot of the cross and asking him to help um, redeem them. Go to confession, be absolved of those dirty places in our heart and and move forward knowing that we're probably going to make the same mistakes over and over again. Um, and I think an important example of this in the Bible where we really can see shame versus guilt and how it played out in the lives of two very important characters in the Bible um, should, be a, should be a real testament for our own hearts of how we are supposed to allow God to let us sit with some guilt but not letting it ruminate and becoming this shameful dark place. And it relates specifically to St. Peter versus Judas. And I know we touched on this slightly in a previous episode, but I think it's really important to talk about again here where Peter, like the disciple who was following Christ so closely, had his back, fought for him, and basically was like, Jesus, I got you, you know, and and wanted to fight against him having to even go through the the walk in Calvary, he, he and he was told that he would deny Christ. And he was like, there's no way. He was so fervent in how much he loved God. 
And yet, right after Jesus is arrested, what do we see? We see Peter make the mistake. I mean, and think about it. You're walking with God himself, Jesus Christ, who has done nothing but love you, adore you, treasure you, shepherd you, and teach you his ways. And then he is being arrested for something you know he has done nothing wrong this being Peter Peter has knows in the depths of his soul that Christ has done nothing to warrant his arrest but his own fear just his human nature because he is not perfect and he has fallen his own human nature leads him to deny his closest confidant, God himself, Jesus Christ. And he does not deny him once. He denies him three times. Now, if there's not something to feel guilty about, I think Peter could have raised his hands and said, I experienced way too much guilt over the horrible choice I made to deny Jesus. Right? But then you have Judas, who in his own selfish way decided to betray Jesus by for a few coins basically handing him over to be arrested betraying um god himself both were betrayals judas's obviously seems pretty dangerous because you turned him in but peter you denied him three times one is not a greater betrayal than the other they were both horrible And yet God is so merciful and so forgiving. There is nothing he will not, he is unwilling to forgive. However, Judas sat not in the guilt of his mistake, the horror and shame of what he had done. And he let the enemy take a home inside his heart within that shame to the point where he was then killed himself later on. He could not face the shame. It didn't sit as as what we'd call that Catholic guilt of an awareness of the mistake he made and he didn't run to Christ for mercy and forgiveness on his knees. Whereas Peter did. He felt horrible and he sat in guilt. But the shame, he did not allow himself to sit in a place of shame that would have turned his heart from God. Instead, it motivated him. Like we said in the beginning of the episode, it motivated him to, to lead him to an action of re- repairing, such as apologizing, amending, undoing. This was absolutely something he needed to repair. And he goes on to become the first pope of the Catholic Church after one of the greatest betrayals that he could have done to God himself. And that's how merciful and great God is. And that's why it's so important. Like I've always been very blessed where for the most part, I don't, sit in the shame of my sins. I'm very aware of the guilt. I apologize to my kids probably every day. Um, And I'm not always perfect about apologizing to everybody in my life. I still have a lot of growth to do there. But I really recognize and see God as this merciful, tender God who is delighting and simply waiting for us to come to him um, for redemption to redeem us from the sins and the mistakes that we make. He does not want us staying apart from him. He wants us to come to him so he can grow in greater communion with him. And Peter is the perfect example of that. And Judas is a perfect example of how shame can really rot the soul. And so I think it's really important as we relate to ourselves, 
especially because if we fall prey to shame a lot, that is something we should really bring to the foot of the cross and ask God to help us with because that is not his desire for us. Anything that leads us to a dark, dirty place of shame begins to deny the greatness and beautifulness of who we are as beloved children of God. And that is the furthest thing from what Christ desires. And I think that was why it was so important when he came to one of my favorite saints, St. Faustina, was he wanted to reveal to the people that just had been so lost and wayward that his his mercy is beyond so much greater than we could ever imagine. And I'll just read one of the quotes from one of her diaries, uh, from her diary that I think is profound. It says, all grace flows from mercy and the last hour abounds with mercy for us. Let no one doubt concerning the goodness of God. Even if a person's sins were as dark as night, God's mercy is stronger than our misery. One thing alone is necessary, that the sinner set ajar the door of his heart, be it ever so little, to let an array of God's merciful grace, and then God will do the rest. Doesn't matter how dark our sins are or how far away you feel from God. He is desiring that you just set ajar the door of your heart just ever so tiny bit to allow him to come flowing through with his merciful graces. And he will do the rest within the depths of your soul. But when we have that door locked up and rejecting the mercy he so desperately wants to pour out upon us, we let we are letting the shame, the guilt turn into a shame that can be very um, detrimental to our hearts and our walk with Christ. So I would just pray for, I'll continue to pray for myself, for all the listeners here, for all of our families, our spouses, our children, our friends, that we can really become aware of this difference between guilt and shame and to reject shame in all circumstances, especially when we can feel that it's separating us from the love of God. Although when we sin, it's an offense against God and it does hurt our relationship. There is nothing, nothing that can stop him from his abounding love that he desires to pour out upon us. Nothing. And the only thing that can do that is when we actually reject his mercy ourselves. And so I just pray that we can speak these truths into the hearts of our children so that they can know that it's okay to feel bad about our mistakes, but that nothing can change their goodness, their God-given dignity and worth, nothing, and that nothing can change how God sees them as his beloved children, and he will fight for them (laughs) till the day they die, just as we know our our measly parental hearts, mama hearts, fight for them. So too, God's even greater heart, most perfect heart, fights for them. So friends, thank you for for joining me again today. I hope this helps speak some truth into your heart. As a lot of times I said to my husband, I'm like, when I record these episodes, it's just good for me. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm self-talking to myself. And if God desires to bless anybody else with some of the things he's placed on my heart, then awesome. And if not, and if this is where he wants it to just be a journey for the depths of my own soul, I am ever so grateful because it just helps to set some of these truths <laughs> into my heart in ways that I hope it will transform me as a beloved daughter of God, as a wife to my spouse, and a mama to my littles. So friends, thank you for joining, and I look forward to chatting with you next week. God bless.